The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is June 5th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Justin Labar is out tonight. Instead, I'm joined by Friday Night Raj here to talk about SmackDown. Oh, keep it going. <laughs> Friday Night copy, Raj. Copyright, <laughs> copyright strikes coming. <laughs> there it is already. <laughs> uh, Matt Morgan might be here. I don't know. Um, he's, I think he's got some stuff. He's got some news. Do you want to quickly give uh, Wrestling Inc. had the news about Matt Morgan's new candidacy and ambitions? Uh, do you? What's the exact position? Um, I believe he is running for. Let me uh, open up his Twitter account. Um, he talked to us a little bit about this off the air, uh, the night before he announced, but yeah, it's, uh, going to be a big deal. Seminole County commissioner district one. Yes. So he's currently the Longwood, Florida city commissioner. Um, Oh, actually mayor, uh, started as commissioner. Now he's running for County commissioner. Um, so he announced that the other day. That's big news. Uh, definitely moving on up in the world, but yeah, I believe, uh, he might be busy with a couple things in the wake of his announcement, Tonight, which is understandable because, um, man, if I had anything else going on, SmackDown, probably a lesser priority this evening. Um, but instead, he got me, you got Raj. Now, Raj uh, said to me before I went on the air, Raj was like, so, dude, you're drinking tonight? And I, was, I wasn't planning on it, but I don't want Raj to have to drink alone. So, I know. Uh, I feel, feel like I yes. have a problem then. <laughs> well, so I, I got the most festive. My, my wife was downstairs having a margarita. I said, pour me some of that in this festive glass. And uh, cheers, Rush. Let's, cheers. Uh, cheers, guys. Make it through and, tonight. Anyone in the chat room, cheers, everyone. Uh, so Michael the Virus pointing out it's uh, County Commissioner District 1. So yes. thank you. Uh, Brett already with a $20 Wow, $20. Jet. Thank you, Brett. Uh, asking for our input on this. We know Vince has floated selling the company for the right deal money for almost five years now. If he did, would he keep the WWE name or would the buyer be able to keep the WWE name? Oh, they, they would have to get yeah. WWE and all the assets. All intellectual property. Right. Um, I'm sure they could make some provisions that, you know, Triple H and Stephanie has to have a certain title and things like that. But um, outside of that, yeah, I mean, once you sell, all the intellectual property moves over. So if you ever sold Wrestling Inc. Raj, would uh, you do like one of those aqua hire things, like a Pixar thing where you're like, you have to be in charge of something or you just take the money and walk away from Wrestling Inc.? If I could stop watching SmackDown? <laughs> <laughs> Raj might pay you to get yeah. Wrestling Inc. off his hands. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, SmackDown, it was brutal, I thought, at the beginning. And then it got better as the show went on. By the end, I actually was... Uh, I, I really liked that last match. I liked Sasha and Bailey winning. So it was. I liked it by the end. 
There was some good stuff tonight. Uh, this thing with Jeff Hardy. So last week, it was all a setup. He wasn't actually drinking and driving. It was uh, Seamus who orchestrated this entire thing. Jeff Hardy was sober. Um, they had this confrontation tonight. I, I, I saw a lot of people liking Hardy's promo. I think it's the delivery of it more than the content, though. Like, this didn't really do it for me. You know, you know, I think Punk said it best on, on backstage this past week when he's talking about sobriety being, uh, you know, a fragile thing. Um, Jeff Hardy's last UI was just eight months ago. And so far, almost every time WWE has done an angle, and, and WCW too, where they're playing off of someone's personal issues, whether it was Scott Hall, Jake the Snake, when he did that angle with uh, Jerry Lawler, mm -hmm. um, Road Warrior Hawk, Jeff Hardy... Uh, when he did the angle of CM Punk, they had bad issues afterwards. Uh, Jeff Hardy, he's been in rehab, he's gotten help, but it's been eight months. I don't think you should be doing angles on this. I don't care if Jeff Hardy's cool with it as the adult in the room. Uh, I don't care if Jeff Hardy came up with it as the adult in the room, as a you know a public company. I don't think you should be doing storylines on it, on stuff like this. I think it's easier to find other stuff that's not as tacky. Um, and I, and I like storylines based on reality, but this so soon, I just don't, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. stuff, man. I mean, I, I agree with you, although we did start talking about it. And I was thinking in TV and movies when an actor has had substance issues and then that factors into a role. Sometimes I, you know, applaud their honesty. I think that it, it adds a whole other layer of depth. I think it's not even the substance issues that an issue with. It's just sort of this weird dramatization the fake out the using it this way in an angle where Seamus set it all up um I don't know and and we talked about this I think last Friday giving everything going on in the world like they should have called an audible and found a way to sort of delay some of this I don't think it's what people needed to see uh last week yeah and you know to your point when people using their past issues for movies or whatever it's not eight months after like with Robert Downey Jr. is doing it now this is you know 20 minutes 20 years later uh, from when he had his issues. So that's one thing when it, he's clearly gotten past it. Slick, you know, if he, if he was doing Reverend Slick, if he was doing it. Um, you know, people that have, sh Shawn Michaels, yeah. uh, guys that have shown that they they have beaten this thing and they've moved on, I then I don't have an issue. But when it's so close, it, it's uh, it's too soon, in my opinion. Well, you know, speaking of... Um... Uh, what's going on there? One thing we did not see uh, tonight, as far as speaking of what's going on with current events, we did not see the Forgotten Sons tonight after the controversy with Jackson Riker and his tweet um, in the midst of all the protests going on in the country, the solidarity from the locker room speaking out for Black Lives Matter. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the Forgotten Sons were not on the air tonight. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they weren't going to be anyway. Um, you know, this was taped last Tuesday. And so... Um, you know, this was before everything happened, before the tweets, before, you know, the, the George Floyd stuff got out. So um, it's interesting. WWE. There could have been a backstage segment. I, who knows yeah. a vignette that maybe they cut, but they they weren't involved in, in a match or anything that ended up getting hit. I don't think because if there was, there would have been, you know, some sort of way to fill in that time. And, Although and, when they're taping ahead, they could have had something extra. They could have repurposed something that didn't get used before. It's like, who knows? I think oh, everything on this show was supposed to be on. Everything on was intentional. I was going to yeah. say, because it seemed like they just re-showed the Otis and Mandy. 
promo from last week. Now, granted, that, as silly as it was, was probably one of the more creative things WWE has done in recent memory. Um, but it's interesting, WWE... They're going to turn Otis heel by having him making out with her, you know, by a pool. Like, soon, like, people are going to resent him. Yeah. Uh, and Antoine Fair, we were talking about this on Twitter. He was saying he couldn't watch, uh, you know, Kurt Angle making uh, his opinion known. I think liking some tweets, WWE making a statement. I want, That's why I just wonder if the Forgotten Sons were uh, caught up in that. Um, and then, uh, oh, uh, Flying Boar, Canadian $5, says Jeff Hardy drunk Angle reminds me of Scott Hall drunk Angle in WCW where he throws up a Bischoff. Yeah. I mean, so they've, they've done this before. And I know, Matt, we talked about this last week. Welcome, Mr. Matt Morgan. Uh, soon to be... Uh, Moving on up in the world of politics. Moving on up. Quite a while from now. I got a very tough primary and a very tough general. But, yeah, thank you, guys. I apologize. I've been oh, no, working with you won't believe. Yeah, Sorry. I'm sure. No, we understand. Uh, Tyler H. saying, as someone who's been sober for five years, if, oh, my, and I'm here partying while we're reading this. But uh, the first year of sobriety is very difficult. It's a life and death situation for most of us. Yeah, and it yeah, is. Jeff Hardy again. It's eight months. I think it's just way too soon to be doing this. But uh, it is, and you've you've heard the tales from Scott Hall talking about when simply Stone Cold were, was pouring beer on his face when he did the NWO uh, angle versus uh, leading up to WrestleMania for him and Austin. That that was enough, you know, for him to feel a certain kind of way and uh, uh, go back to it. I believe, right? So. It is tough. It, it, it it's very tough. Alcohol. I mean, to each their own. It's what it's there for. Like Raj, how you use it. That's what it's here for. It's supposed to be for people to be able to handle it, drink it, have fun, without becoming addicted per se. But then there's many of us that have that addic- addiction gene, whatever you want to call it, where it just takes over our life. So I know what that last uh, uh, super chat guy was talking about specifically. It runs your life. I couldn't wake yeah. up without my painkillers. I refuse to get out of my bed without those painkillers. Yeah. I would not start my day without them. Uh, some people are welcoming, welcoming you on. Tim Mickles saying the commish. Alonzo Smith saying Matt Morgan with the hot tag. Matt's here. <laughs> uh, Disco Scotty, ladies and gentlemen, your future Seminole County Commissioner District 1. And Joey Adderjen saying congrats, Matt. Well, let's hold the congrats till I win. Thank you, guys. You guys are so damn supportive. Sincerely, thank you all. Yeah. Uh, Good luck, Matt. Thank you. Lots of Thanks, lots guys. of well wishes. Uh, Thanks, guys. Vote you for know the what? blueprint. You could take all that super chat money and you could text the word blueprint to no no two two five two two five two five. Text the word blueprint. Two two five two five blueprint. Don't, and I'm joking about taking away Super Chat money here, obviously. But <laughs> text the word blueprint to 22525 and you can contribute to my campaign. Even though you don't live here, seriously. Thank you. So, did you get to uh, watch all of SmackDown, Matt? Yes. I, I'll be honest, though, I was making calls the entire show. Um, but obviously, you're able to see it in the background. The only thing I couldn't do is I, I had it on mute, to be fair. Um, but. I'll be honest. This sounds terrible. I don't feel like I missed anything. I mean, the commentary sucks. Uh, the crowd noise helps. It helps the show. It's better. But, uh, yeah, it's better. Yeah. But it's it is what it is. I mean, I'm going to look back at the performance center as something I hate 
once everything is back to normal, just uh, it's going to remind me of this period of wrestling where I found it very hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, it so wasn't. What was, what's that? Was that? Did you guys go over the last part? Uh, just about what happened when Sheamus showed up, and uh, oh, Rip. they got into it, and finally, uh, what, what did we make it like three that. episodes uh, without someone getting thrown into the barricade? So. Yeah, that happened tonight. It did happen. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to this one, but uh, okay. Sheamus was throwing Jeff Hardy into those barricades pretty hard. Like, they, those, like <laughs> yeah. legitimately. Dude, he don't play. Sheamus does not play out there. <laughs> this is so. This was one of those things with Jeff where they wouldn't do it with Drew McIntyre because they know how to book Drew McIntyre. But so Jeff is being ridiculed by Sheamus, and then he runs down the ramp to go, you know, confront Sheamus. Seamus beats his ass, throws him all over the place, <laughs> and then is left standing. And it wasn't like an unfair advantage, right? He didn't kick him in the nuts or anything. It was pretty... Deboed him. He straight up just deboed him and took his lunch money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, not, not what you do with the top baby face, but it does make you want to see Jeff get revenge. There yeah. you go. Okay, now we go to Mitch Orbsby uh, with the $10 Super Chat. Thank you. Uh, hey guys, big fan of all three of you. Just curious if you, if any of you think Otis will actually cash in, and if he does, uh, do you think he'll win the belt? So, are you kidding so, me? So, are you, are you kidding me? Are you being serious with that question, Mitch? Come on. <laughs> no, I don't. You, you don't. He'll cash in. You don't think he'll win? You think he will? I think it's a possibility. I think he's the one character that has really been getting over. I could see him doing one of those Jack Swagger wins where he's champ for like a month and then they, you know, switch it back, you know, like Are we talk about the same championship. Yeah, the the SmackDown championship, the Universal Championship. So we are talking about the same championship. Hell no. Yeah. This guy will slip on a banana peel and, and somehow whoa, he'll slip in really cartoony motion and somehow the suitcase We'll get ran over by a bus, carried down the street. It'll be something stupid, cartoony like that. Um, he's not winning the championship. No way. And yes, he has gotten over. You're correct. Yeah. But there's no way they're putting, I don't know. I hmm. could see if the Miz and Morrison end up taking the title off Braun. I don't think that's going to happen. But hmm. I could see that creating a scenario for Otis to, to win. Uh, but I think they're doing live crowds will back. If I if I was a betting man, I, I mean, I could... I could see them putting it on Otis, but if I was a betting man, I think Otis cashes in, Mandy turns on him, and then, uh, you know, the opportunity's gone to waste. Uh, Antoine Fair saying, I'll give 20 bucks to Matt's campaign to go 20 minutes saying nice things about WWE TV, starting now. Uh, I'll go two minutes. WWE who? WWE TV. About what? WWE what? WWE TV. I don't think it can happen. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'll just give you the tonight, 20 bucks, Matt. <laughs> tonight's show was amazing. I give it an A+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those uh, Miz and Morrison vignettes with Braun, it just made you mad and just made you really into the angle. <laughs> I, I did like that it reminded me of Swerved. So I was like, this is like Swerved. This is closest we're going to get to Swerved coming back. Was that tonight? Uh, such so. a good show. That was such a good that show. That was a good show. 
But when I think of the the storylines that got me into wrestling, the Hogan Andres and, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and Stone Cold and Vince, and then seeing this, you know, his, his, you know, the dropping goop on his head and it hits Kayla Braxton. Don't spoil it, Raj. We've got a lot to get to. Sorry, sorry. Let's uh, let's get to it. We're getting feedback from someone's headphones. I don't know, Matt, maybe your volume's up a little or maybe uh, Raj, if someone could just turn down their... uh... Oh, tell me. Uh, okay, let's see if right now I'm not hearing anything. Oh no, no, I'm hearing it a little bit. Just a little. It's not terrible. I mean, we could deal with it if it's too much. I heard kids in the background. This time is not mine. <laughs> no, I'm just hearing feedback. Like I can hear myself talking, or when Raj talks, maybe Raj talk for a second. Uh, is it me? Here, I'm gonna mute it for a second. I bet I think it's your headphones. If you just turn down the volume a little bit, I think we'll be fine. Okay. Uh, on my phone, right? Turn it on. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. on your phone. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's a okay. Uh, just sensitive for the listeners. Uh, so how about um, now? How about let's now? see. Okay, is this coming yeah. through? My feedback. That's good. No feedback. Check. Perfect. Check. Yeah. Leonzo Duncan. Sorry. Today's thirty second birthday. A loyal listener oh, wow. to the show. Yes, Matt. Can you give Happy her a shout out? Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Leonzo! Happy birthday to you! <laughs> uh Antoine Ferris saying, uh, Matt, sir, Raj only please, no cheating. Okay, five minutes. I don't think Raj can go five minutes. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go get, grab a drink or something. <laughs> Come back My and be like, favorite yeah. part is that they pay money again to, to the super chat to leave these second points of their points. You know what I mean? Or the, re, the reply to a reply. It's that repeat. The repeat see, see, folks, Raj has, see, he's got a formula. He already has this on his spreadsheet. It's called repeat business. <laughs> uh, Terry, <laughs> we'll get to your uh, super chat uh, when we get to Chad. Well, do you want, yeah, I mean, make sure uh, it's not going to scroll off. But, yeah, we'll definitely talk about uh, Shorty G and what's going on there. But first, Otis was backstage with Mandy Rose. He saw a cape and a crown. Who did they belong to? Well, King Baron Corbin. And Otis said, I'm going to take that crown. I want it for myself. That's the kind of guy Otis is and walked off cackling with Mandy Rose, uh, which of course led to Otis versus King Baron Corbin. Mm. I don't like any of this. Matt, uh, do what you am I supposed to say? <laughs> do you <laughs> remember when uh, Jean-Pierre Lafitte uh, stole Bret Hart's jacket and that was like a pay-per-view, like one of the top matches on a pay-per-view, that was the grudge match, it was Bret Hart against the pirate because yes. he stole his jacket. <laughs> Yes, that's that's just kind of what re- this reminded me of for whatever reason. But uh, I forgot it. I forgot that angle by the way altogether until I heard it on a. Po- I think it was his podcast. He was in, he was being interviewed, and he brought it up recently. I was yeah. like, oh my god, I forgot that was an angle. Wow, that's when I was like close to stopping watching wrestling. <laughs> it's like these yes. are, yeah. dude. That's when I started getting made fun of by my friends in high school. <laughs> right. You know, for w- walking in with Undertaker T-shirts. Right. <laughs> and here we are. They, they're recycling that angle. We showed them though, because wrestling. Yeah. Wait, no, it's not. It's not. No, it was for. It did. It did come back after that. So Corbin uh, grabbed a steel chair, hit Otis in the gut with it, and Otis won by DQ. After that, Corbin delivered more chair shots. Otis did the caterpillar, dropped the elbow on Corbin, and then celebrated with Mandy Rose's music hit. Uh it's interesting how Mandy Rose's style keeps becoming more like Otis's. I'm surprised they didn't go in the opposite direction and kind of give Otis more of a makeover, but I guess Vince Vince knows the character he wants. 
from this audience of one on display. Yeah. You know, Mandy Rose, she looks like a million bucks. I mean, you know, that Daisy Duke outfit, whatever she was wearing. Um, and she looks great, but when she was on the screen and she was like, what did she say? You're, you're worthless or something like that. Uh, her delivery is just, it's just not there. Um, you know, on the mic, she's just not, it's not there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, which, is, which, which, which is weird because she naturally has charisma. If you go back and you watch the Tough Enough series, she was very charismatic. Right. Yeah. It's naturally. like, yeah, it's like uh, she gets, you know, caught in the deer lights reading these scripts or something. But I mean, she's naturally a star. <laughs> like uh, when you hear her doing a, a regular interview or, or anything, she, you know, she's she's she can yeah. do it. I think this she the can. scripted era hurts her. I think um, she's good to end up. Oh, someone's making the comparison online, uh, looking like uh, what's her face from My Name Is Earl. I think by the end of this, uh, like uh, Jamie Presley. That's what I kind of was getting tonight, actually a little. Yeah, I felt. That's exactly who I. Yeah. So I'm props just, to I'm her. Just old, I'm range. just old with the Daisy Duke, I guess. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Grandpa Raj over here. Tell us more about these good old boys. Like uh, Samantha Cleaver. I don't actually. I don't Sam- know who's... Samantha Cleaver. Where'd that come from? I don't know who's in Leave It to Beaver. I know I it's Beaver. Know Cleaver. He's, combining, <laughs> he's combining two old school shows. I think Sabrina the Witch. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Shows forty years apart. I was gonna say uh, they're still old school. They're both. They yeah. Well, Samantha was uh, bewitched. Right. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Samantha was bewitched. That's right. Don't know the characters on Leave It to Beaver. Come on, there was Ward June, Wally, and the Beaver. It's pretty simple, man. He's showing off the... again, like when he does the alphabet backwards. He's showing off again. <laughs> Had a friend named Lumpy. There was Eddie Haskell. May he rest in peace. Um, anyhow, uh, but yeah, good for Mandy showing some range. I, I have to give it to her that she's committing to this. I, yeah, it's just, hey, man, if this is getting over, I mean, I don't want to, uh, you know, be down on talent that's, Can... that's making it work. Okay, question. Yeah, how were we able to constitute something getting over right now? Right. Huh. Audience of one, Matt. To your point, that if Vince puts something on his TV screen in his gut, he feels he it's great. It's great and it's working, right? The only gauge you really have right now is like what trends social on media? social media and yeah. ratings, and and people talk a lot about it, right? Positively. Not really. You never see Otis or no. Mandy trending. Uh, and and oh. I mean, with the ratings, it hasn't been what you'd expect. Mm. I figure Twitter would be blowing up with because they keep booking it. So I'm assuming everyone's loving it, except me. You see, I mean, you'll see stuff that's... Uh, let me look at what's trending right now, since we are... Uh, Smackdown was trending... And that's about it. Hmm. Um, I, I I do think, Matt, I know we gave it props last week. I think the, and I'm glad they re-showed the entire thing practically tonight. I think the Fast Times of Ridgemont High homage last week is the best thing they've done with this Mandy and Otis storyline. Yeah. It's got to end with her turning on him, right? Hmm. Oh. How would that be the, like, logically... What would that? Why would that? Why would she be setting him up? For what? Uh, who's a star you want to build? Um, oh, oh, 
unless it's to, if he's going to be willing to give for that briefcase. Oh yeah, Andre the Giant style. We hopefully Jack Tunney doesn't come in and ruin <laughs> it, like you did for Million Dollar Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good call. You know what I mean? Because then I could see her turning on him. Just she gets what she wants. See you later, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I could see the- her. I could see her cashing in for the title, Glenn. Well, it's interesting. So, uh, you know, to, to jump ahead a little bit with what's going on with Sonia versus Lacey and the way that they um, the way that they uh, are keeping Mandy in Sonia's storyline makes me feel like you know, that's kind of interesting, too. Right. I mean, how often does yeah. any wrestler, male or female, have two concurrent storylines going? Hey guys, I'll be I'll be right back in one second. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Glenn, yeah. can I just yeah. say something really quick? Yeah. A lot of our fans, I want to say thank you. Uh, I'm not able, I'm, I'm so busy making calls all day today, all night. But uh, a couple times I was able to get on Twitter and, and try my you know, best to see them in the comments. And so many of them are from the show. And I want to say thank you all for the positive, uh, you know, feedback. For real. Thank you, guys. You guys are really true blue. Appreciate it. I mean, our community is is the best hands down and i don't i hope they don't think we're pandering i I think they don't think that by this time but by now right i mean they watch the same shows we watch and i think it's pretty clear to them that if we didn't have this podcast we would not be (laughs) watching smackdown or raw most weeks i hate admitting that because i'm like i want wrestling to be good and do good and all of our friends make great money and take care of you know take care of the families and the whole nine the whole domino effect but it is you're 100 percent right yeah, oh, I think they know, man. Uh, I think this? they get it. Oh, we're telling our our community how amazing and supportive they are, Raj. Mm. You yeah, would know this if you were awesome. on more podcasts with us. You'd be more aware of this. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I am on another podcast. If you guys watched it, the Saturday Night's Main Event podcast that we're doing on Thursday nights. Me, Justin Barrasso yeah. from Sports Illustrated, and uh, Jesse Collings. And we just did the Bret Hart versus Randy Savage one. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bunny it was awesome. Every Thursday night. Oh man. Awesome stuff. Pretty, yeah. Does it go really long? Because it's so much great stuff to talk about. Yeah, no, it's. It, I mean, we go about an hour and a half. The show is about an hour after because they don't have the commercials. And uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Anthony Delesso, Australian, ten dollars, saying he's a vegetable farmer in South Australia. Just got off the tractor to drop a buck to Raj to say thanks for the weekly entertainment. Way better no than Ryback's way. podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Is that, are you being serious? Do not pay money to answer that question, Anthony. I, that's crazy. Really read that right now. Yes. Just well, got off a tractor to drop a buck. To, that's awesome. That's not that awesome. you gave money, but that you love this show that much. That, that's freaking cool. It's morning in Australia. It's quite plausible. We love doing it. That for, is so cool. We love doing it, and and yeah, the feedback has been great. You guys are awesome. And uh, look, I mean, I any chance I get out of watching some of these shows, I take it. But I anytime I do these podcasts with you guys, it's always uh, the funnest part of the night. Now and, and and the you know the chat makes it the chat the people watching it makes it so worth it. Funnier it's so, it's so and fun. more fun. Yeah. yeah. Fun times with the games. Buck ninety nine saying they need to stop Mandy and Otis kissing like yuck. Now. If that's not your cup of tea, regardless, um, let me just say, rewatching that, like, think think about actors and performers. Think about stage kissing. Like, they really went for it. They went for it more than I've seen in like hard R-rated films with the way they were kissing each other in that Fast Times at Ridgemont High vignette. Um, 
That is they commitment. Went a, they went a long time. Like it yeah. wasn't like a quick pack. Like they oh no, that was do. like some yeah. It was like Otis paid somebody off. <laughs> that's my. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Raj, that would be a violation of Pretty Woman rules. So I don't know uh, what type of worker he would have paid for that. But you I'm know. saying he paid. Okay, so we'll get to this in a, in, in a little bit, Terry. But he's asked. He's saying that Vince is being very disrespectful towards Chad's height, very heartless, and Chad likely likely agrees. Um, you know, if you're writing a movie and someone's making fun of you, you don't have them stick up for themselves and then get their ass kicked and pinned. And then actually, they didn't do that tonight. But. Um, yes. And then uh, Mitch Arowski, Arowski, Canadian $10. Hey, Matt, what's the worst finishing move you've had to take in terms of what hurt the most? Sorry I'm off topic. Just curious. Again, I know it's Canadian dollars. Sorry. Don't mm. apologize for that. Um, mm, that's a good question. That's a, it is a good question. I can't think of any that hurt. Uh, I'm being serious. Like, I don't really get to take so many. When I started wrestling, people stopped using the logic that they used to give us, put pick up and do definitely up to is how they used to coach us. Hmm. Um and people stopped doing that. Like AJ Styles could not put me in the Styles Clash. Um actually, yeah, I'm trying to think. Nothing really. Honest honest to God, I swear to God. Nothing that ever hurt. Huh. Muscle Buster was easy to take. Nothing. I don't remember anything. The muscle buster really? Yeah, yeah. Except I had to be how did he get me in it? Yeah, I was going to say that. I got to go back and watch footage of that. Was I on the top turnbuckle? Why would I be on the top turnbuckle, though? You know what I mean? I think I did take I know for a fact I took it. He, huh. he did a run and it kicked my ass. Joe did. Um, you got a but, second rope? or yeah. Maybe. But I don't remember anything I ever heard. And I apologize. I'm really trying to think about this, Mitch. I hate to see you waste your money like that, brother. I apologize. <laughs> but there's nothing that I, that sticks out to me that I've ever gotten injured from with somebody's finisher or anything I felt was extra stiff, honestly. Yeah. And then uh, Brett with a $10 super chat saying, God bless Matt Morgan. I know you're going to win one step at a time. I hope uh, you represent Florida as our future governor and let's make America peaceful and full of love. It's a very nice sentiment. That is a great sentiment. Uh, end of your sentence. I love that. Thank you. Very. That's, that's, yep. That's what we need. Um, He's fun to love. Would love to see that. Yes. Now, Alonzo uh, has a theory. Did Mandy piss someone off backstage? Does she have you know, I be <laughs> punished? If I have to put up with Otis. I think this should be clear, Raj. Uh, the backstage scoop is that this storyline was Mandy's idea because of her friendship with yeah. Otis. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're friends from way back in the day. So yeah, they and it's it's helped them both out tremendously. So. Ooh. In fact, maybe Mandy has a crush on Otis. Doesn't know how to tell him. That's why she pitched the storyline. Because she wanted an excuse go. to make out with him. You yeah. know, it's a little like reversal of the roles here. She was dating uh, Tino Sabatelli for a while. I don't know if they still are. but uh... Who, dude, that guy, his brother is one of our police officers here in Longwood. Oh. And looks just like him. Oh, like, wow. Everybody loves this guy. Like, yeah. Huh. <laughs> he's another one. He's, he's freaking jacked. He's, he's, he's handsome. All, all of like our nurses, you know, and stuff. They totally love when he comes in and he's, he's working his shift and stuff. Um, just like his brother in that regard. Um, but yeah, that's a very good looking couple. Yeah, her, I mean, her, her, and, her and Tino. He, I mean, he was uh, he was cut, but he's he's got the look Dude, and everything. Such a good look, man. I, I don't get, you know, I guess too many injuries. I don't know. Yeah, 
I'm not telling you on pedigree. Breaking Ground, they talked about his attitude. And then I, when I met him at Access that night, I was like, yeah, oh, I get the attitude comment. Didn't seem right. like compared to, and I've met a lot of NXT talents before I was doing this podcast. I'm just saying Dude. he seemed like the least into it <clears throat> of anyone I ever met in NXT. So, really quick, Glenn, don't you yeah. think that has a little bit to do with the fact that he was in the NFL? He's sure. used to fans. It's not a, a big thrill for him having fans. He's had them for many years or whatever, how long he's been a football player for. Um, I would say that except Baron Corbin, similar background. And I saw Baron Corbin. Now, this was like away from uh, like the massive crowds uh, at NXT <coughs> Rock concert thing. I saw Baron Corbin being exceptionally cool to fans when it was like off camera or out of the limelight. Um, so I don't know. With Tino, it was just, it was, and this was at Access. It was at Access. Yeah, we should be extra cool. And, th- and to be fair, like, even, you know, once I was a wrestler for X amount of years, then you're used to having fans. I don't all, all overnight just start acting like a jerk and they're like, oh, I'm used to having fans. So now I have to be cool. They're always wanting to be cool because you yourself were a wrestling fan. So you yeah. know what this is like for a lot of fans. If I got to meet the Iron Sheik when I was a kid or Hogan when I was a kid or a teenager or a young man, even. You know what I mean? I'd be going bonkers to want to chat with them and stuff. So I always kept that in my head. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the next match. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Matt, you, were, you missed the uh, episode the other night. That is the Friday Night Raj music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So cheers, oh, cheers, Glenn, and Matt, Good your protein man, shake or whatever you got over there. <laughs> <laughs> BCAA mix over here, tremendous. <laughs> I can't I, I, this, is, this is hilarious. I, love it. I found it on my phone. Uh, my picture with uh, Tino Sabatelli at Access 2016. Oh wow, jeez. Like I was one of like three people. You look creepy with the sunglasses, though. Why are you wearing sunglasses? It was bright in there. Hmm. You're that guy. Who you look like you're stalking him. Two types of people wear shades inside indoors. What are those two types of people, Matt? I cannot say those words any longer. Yeah. Well, cool <laughs> people and poker players and creeps. I'd say three. Uh, could it be someone with very light blue eyes who has a light sensitivity that gets sunspots? No. Would that be an appropriate no, reason? No. You are very witty. I'll give you that for thinking of that so fast. But no. <laughs> it's true. I get sunspots. You guys have never gotten those before where you like get a little burn in and then I have to like sit with my eyes closed for it to go away? Inside you see nothing but Yeah, I see nothing but like the burn from the light in my in my eye. I, I've seen it where I've dots all around the per, the peripheral of my view. You, I get like that. if you're watching TV and you're like, I can't even see the screen right now. This is annoying. I get it when it's um, a disparity in light. If there's like a bright light and then another lesser light, my eyes focused on one, the other one. It's this whole thing. It mm. happens to me a lot when I'm watching TV, like when it's sunny outside. Anyhow, yeah, Ryan, I feel bad for making fun of that. No, 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 no. See, you should <laughs> let me say something first. Glenn is incredibly intelligent. He's incredibly fast. <laughs> I don't believe it. He is this smart to pick this up so quick. Mm, clearly. Mm. Uh, anyhow, um, oh, let's talk. Here we go. Topic. Neo, Neo Akira saying douches and poker players <laughs> wear sunglasses He's got the inside. First part, right? He has the first part, right? The other part was Ken Anderson's old gimmick in TNA. <laughs> I love wearing sunglasses. I always love in Vegas when they put the sunglasses on when they're going inside, like to the casino. 
Yep. Also, let me tell you a reason also why, um, especially if I'm like looking at stuff and watching people, you know what the mean, like the meanest a celebrity ever has been to me in my entire life? You're not going to believe this. It was Richard Simmons. We were at like, a, I was at a video store convention wow. uh, where they had like all sorts of, you know, celebrities uh, were there. Like uh, Steven Seagal was there, Cameron Diaz, uh, all the way down to like Dana Plato from Different Strokes. There were adult film stars. Uh, and then Richard Simmons was there hawking like one of his things. Uh, I had a friend that was talking to him. And at the time I didn't wear glasses. I didn't want to wear glasses. So I squinted a lot. I was squinting to look at my friend with Richard Simmons. And Richard Simmons turned around and mocked me and made a squinty face at me. And then wow. just sort of like waved me away. I was what like, oh, Richard Simmons was mean to me. Huh. I had a random yeah. uh, celebrity. In Vegas, we used to go a lot. So, I, I mean, I've seen some cool ones like Jay-Z and, and guys like that. But there was one time we were at this, uh, we were at the, the Ghost Bar. And they were filming The Surreal wow. World. So it was Emmanuel Lewis, Brid Brigitte Nielsen, uh, Webster. Uh, oh, yeah. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Lewis. Lewis. Uh, Vanilla Ice. Sur and surreal I, world, yeah. Yeah, the surreal. And I, I was hanging out with them, talking to them. It was, uh, it was. They were really cool. Brigitte Nielsen was way cooler than you would have ever thought. So it was, it was really cool. Pardon me, it's, like it's getting a little bright in here, guys. So uh, oh. anyhow, on to the next <laughs> hey, segment with, with the uh, sunglasses. Big time. <laughs> I'm so bummed. I uh, it's funny. I have the exact same sunglasses. I can't get these anymore. They sold out of like this wholesale site. I bought them from. Um, I used to order like dozens at a time because they're like three bucks a pair. I'm so bummed they don't make them anymore. Those were my go-to. What was next? Okay, next. Um, oh, uh, your favorite segments of the night: the Miz and Morrison bringing back that swerved energy on Braun Strowman. This time with uh, exploding. Uh, what was it? Protein shake. The first segment. Later, uh, we'll just cover him now, the sliming, the uh, vandalizing of his car, which led to Braun tipping over the van. Um, what did you think about this? This is your, your, uh, your Universal Championship storyline heading into Backlash, Matt. It's, he's so, I hate this, because I've wanted Braun to be the champion for so long now. He has it, and I feel like they're obviously not taking it seriously. Um, and that's a shame. It's a shame. All they needed to do was give Braun one run with that title, treat it seriously. They could have taken it off him five, six months later, and he would have been a perennial main event, uh, um, for, for main eventer forever. They could have always just taken him out when they needed him to fill in and steal a pay-per-view for the main event here and there. But they're screwing this up completely, unfortunately. And I love Miz and Morrison. This yeah. should not be happening, but it's happening. Because, like you said, the swerve stuff. I feel like half of it is like from that show Double Dare when we were kids, right? And uh, it's just a lot of it's a lot of slave. Well, and to that end, when Caleb Braxton got slimed, uh, they did break the uh, the the universal. Uh, you can't do that in television. Slime code. She did not say I don't know before the slime was poured yep. on her. So well, that's that. I couldn't remember. I could not remember that. That's what mm -hmm. you couldn't say. Yeah, so water and then I don't know were the two. If you're doing the, if Miz and Morrison are doing this with Shorty G or someone like that, that's fine. With Braun, would you have Austin opening a can that explodes in his face or or getting slime on him or Undertaker? That's how you should be treating Braun. He's something special. And this Braun, yeah. even though he's got the title, he's nothing compared to the 2018 Braun that was just running through folks and was scary and you know it was just a monster. 
this Braun, they're just this kind of stuff just weakens him. Even though he's not ultimately he turns over a, a van, but he just looks like a goof being a part of these segments. Yeah. Would Undertaker be having practical jokes played on him? And that's I feel like that's the mentality you need when you you book Braun Strowman. Mm. The thing when it finally came down to him flipping the van and he was right outside the security camera, I thought that was kind of a cool moment. It was a good visual. I just think all the stuff with Miz and Morrison uh, playing these pranks. I mean, I know it was meant to seem silly and juvenile, but it just I don't know. It seemed um, like this. This is a like this. This is a mid tier feud that doesn't even need a title because it's that pure comedy, you know. This could be the opening match of the pay-per-view. Might as well be. No one thinks Miz and Morrison are going to win the titles. It's clearly uh, just a placeholder for them to get to, you know, the Fiend for SummerSlam, I think. Um, no, it's, yeah. it's just something for Braun to do until then. Yeah. Um, so, Chad Gable backstage uh, giving an interview, and uh, Mojo wants to come up, take some shots at Chad's height. Uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke attacked him. Um, New Day to the rescue. This set up a six-man tag for later in the evening. But then we had Sonya Deville versus Lacey Evans again, uh, this time with Mandy interfering, Lacey getting the win. Um, Matt, what did you think of this match? This match was good. You know, I thought it was very good, actually. Yeah, I, w- I would actually say great. As I would say, it was a great match, and uh, I really want to see them have a definitive winner at a pay per view. I think, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I, I would think Lacey and Sonya usually, when they're with experienced people, they they look very good. But they both they gelled. I thought they looked good. I thought Sonya looks like a she's going to be a superstar at some point. I, I could see her wearing gold by the end of the year. Um. Mandy was the one, again, I mentioned her at the end of this match. She did that little promo on screen. Promo. That was the weak part of this match was Mandy's it's little true. distraction. Outside of that, I thought it was really good. Sonya looked, Sonya looked great. Sonya's yeah. a badass. She, and she has that she believability to her. Yes, she does. I, I, you know, it's weird. Know. She has it more than Shayna Baszler, even though Baszler was a legit so, UFC fighter. And, and and she, oh, sorry, go ahead. The difference is, watch her facials. She believes everything she's doing out there. She, whereas Shayna has one face, if mm. that makes sense. The other, the other, um, uh, Sonya knows how to change gears, not just physically in the ring, but with her body language in the ring as she's changing those gears. Kurt Angle was amazing at it. Uh, Sonya is really starting to hit her stride. Yeah. I, yeah. I see big things for Sonya. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. I like your prediction, dude. That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. I, I what was up with uh, David Drummond saying the ref injury spot that was different in between that was them. weird distracting yeah so they changed refs they, but it looked phony as hell so I don't think it was a shoot <laughs> you know the acting was no. so bad that it it didn't look legit so I don't, I don't know what that was it's always terrible yeah but if it was legit you could tell you would be able to tell did, it was legit this clearly was did you ever you ever see a poor Earl I love Earl love him to death baby Earl Hebner but did you ever go back and watch like when you're watching your old stuff and you see when it's time for like Earl to take a bump and stuff and his like over crazy selling of stuff? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the the two the two Earl Habners. Go back and watch. Oh, that that's so great. That's one of my favorite. Go back, 
That's my favorite <laughs> stuff that Earl has ever done. It, it's so hilarious. I love when he nails Dave with that, <laughs> that yes. weak ass punch, <laughs> like that elbow, and he, you know, Dave really sold that one. But it was it was great. Uh, um, remember Hogan going, you "Got plastic surgeon." Who paid off the plastic surgeon? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at the dollar bill coming out of his pocket, man. <laughs> uh, speaking oh, of dollar God. Bill. Oh, look, that's that's how you should be if you lose your title. <laughs> uh, speaking of dollar bills, we got a couple super chats. Nate and Roebuck 99, they kill the world champs with these goofy stories. They're not uh, doing that yes, to Drew Nate. yet. I agree, but they're not doing that to Drew yet. They're not taking drew down yet they're book, booking him right and antoine fair two dollars saying i disagree i like these guys to have wide range Gosh. um there you go antoine that's cool that's it's cool thing. but i didn't want mike tyson to have wide range i want him or ronda rousey you want to see them destroying mofos some people you do iron mike tyson coming out to the ring to time for some action that's what i want mm-hmm. fifth gear badass mike tyson Mm-hmm. So the hangover just really killed it for you. You're just like, I can't. This isn't the Mike Tyson I want. I popped. I'm not gonna pretend I didn't pop. You're you're correct. I did pop big for that. But now with the stuff he's doing AEW and stuff, it's you know. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, hangover was 20 years after his prime. If he, you know, <sighs> coolest things Mike Tyson have ever done. Okay, so one is his fighting career. Oh, there's a ton of stuff now. Two, Mike Tyson's punch out is clearly like yes, the second coolest thing. Yes. Three, I'm gonna say the song he was on with Cannabis, the Can I Buzz, uh, the Can uh, I Buzz. yeah second second round knockout, the response to LL Cool J, and that whole yes. beef. Uh, I'm gonna put that as three, maybe the Hangover four. There's a ton of stuff. Was that a work, by the way, Cannabis and LL Cool J? Because I remember never heard of Cannabis really until yeah. LL J LL Cool J started. You know? No, supposedly it was legit. So Cannabis was guesting on four three two one on the Mr. Smith album. <laughs> had a verse where he referenced the tattoo of the mic on LL's arm. It was like, hey, let me get yeah. that tap from your arm. LL's people were so freaked out, they made him go back and re-record his verse. Then LL re-recorded his verse, just ripping on Cannabis the whole time. And that's why Cannabis then felt burned, released second round knockout. Uh, LL return, uh, released Return to Jack the Ripper. Um, yeah, I mean, which supposedly, if you remember, uh, Return to Jack the Ripper was so good for LL. I didn't learn this two years later. Supposedly Eminem ghost wrote all those like incredibly wow. sick burns on cannabis on that song. He's a good burn rapper, Eminem. Eminem oh, he's the best. He's knows. the best. Because you listen to that and you're like, LL's good, but LL isn't this good. I mean, who's who Mariah Carey's ex that uh, threw some shade at Eminem earlier? Was it late last year? Earlier? Nick, Nick Cannon. Cannon. Nick Cannon. And I was just like waiting for the burial. Eminem hasn't done it yet, but when it comes. It's going to oh be brutal. Oh, my goodness. It is going to be brutal. <laughs> and I always thought LL Cool J got kind of, when he, when we were younger, I loved Round the Way Girl, all his old Mama stuff. Mama said knock you out. Knock you out, right? Yeah. But then he got a little bit, what's the word, candy, what would you call it, lollipop rap? Candy floss. He got, he got very... He got did Round the Way Girl. I mean, he was doing like, after, I need after. love. Listen, I'm talking after. It was like years went by after that. He got kind of corny. He got stale. And he got commercial. Mm. So, do you know what I mean? So I was like, that was good for his career, too, with Cannabis, who was up and coming, was edgy. Yeah. 
And uh, there's a Mega Mix out there. You can probably find, I've got it somewhere like on a, uh, an MP3. I don't even know where I got it from. But someone put together a Mega Mix of all the different verses against each other. And it's like a 16-minute long thing, including like Wyclef's response to it. But the best line was that Cannabis had that line about LL, 99% of your fans wear high heels. Uh, talking about, you know, he's popular with the ladies. But yeah. then LL's response, the ask Cannabis, he ain't understanding this because 99% of his fans don't exist. Like, yes. just, that whole, that that whole exact line. Yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. Probably LL's best, like, easily top five LL songs. Real quick, Jacob S. saying Nick Aldis gave us some heat on his on your driving on his podcast. Uh, please let us know what he said. I don't know. I I don't fully get. That's what we need. About me me driving, like what the rental car or something? Maybe (laughs) he thought you were driving. I don't know. I I was always in a rush to stop at the gyms and eat on time and things like that. So I usually drove by myself. I'm surprised. I, I think I've only driven with Nick maybe once or twice, a couple times. Huh. Okay, I'm very cranky and like to drive by myself. <laughs> yeah, what we need we need heat. We need to start feuding with other podcasts. Exactly. Uh, like battle raps, battle verses. I think yeah. that really will elevate our stock. Um, Michael, after the bell, Corey Graves. <laughs> Nick's a, Nick, no, Nick, Nick's a good guy, though. I like Nick. Nick, guy. Nick is a superstar. I cannot believe. No offense to NWA, but I cannot believe he's not with AEW right, uh, WWE right now. He's a star. He screams heavyweight champion. Yeah, always to me. He has the poise, the look that in a movie you'd want to cast him as the the world champion. Hey, seriously, he wears like not everybody wears a suit the right way. Right. He. Dude, he does. He who who was the one who used to wear a suit back in the first one, before Ric Flair? Uh, what's his name? Uh, AWA but, Bachwinkle. Oh yeah, yeah, Nick Bachwinkle. He was. He I mean, Jericho too. admitted that he took a lot of aspects from Bachwinkle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Bachwinkle was really good. Yeah, you know, I've only seen a handful of Bachwinkle matches, but I've watched a ton of his promos Don't, because he. I was just gonna say, watch those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Fair, $2, saying 80s LL Cool J was sick, but 2000 LL Cool J need him. I mean, his head is like a shark's fin. So, uh... Oh, my <sighs> God. That was very well done. Was well mm. done. Good memory. Yes. Hey, man, if you want the best rap song ever written from the perspective of a great white shark, I think Deepest Bluest by far takes the cake. <laughs> um, Jerry 85G saying everyone is a star for Raj. Uh, only the people I say, which is like three people. So, no, I think most people aren't. Uh, I'd like to see more stars. I mean, you guys, what, what do you want? You guys say Raj. Hang on, my phone's not even on. I'm sorry. You guys say Raj <laughs> buries everybody and is always negative about it. Which is it? Like, seriously. Yeah. Um... Michael Slazar's $2. Any idea when AEW or WWE will have fans in the stands? So we asked Triple H uh, uh, on the conference call this past weekend, uh, this past week, because they are, Florida is entering phase two, and part of that phase two is allowing fans in the in concert halls at 50% capacity. So technically, wrestling could run in these concert halls and have a half a crowd. And what is a concert hall? Isn't wouldn't that be an arena? You know, maybe not a not a stadium, but all the concerts I've been to have been in arenas. So uh, we asked Triple H. He said they were talking, you know, with the uh, the Florida the government in Florida, and they're working on it. So 
it's gonna I, I you know Vince's prediction about SummerSlam being in front of fans I think it's gonna happen <clears throat> what I don't understand is why if you're looking for a social distancing and stuff why would you not open a stadium though and let that be open where there's more room for that's safer and, and outdoors yeah you know like a stadium is is safer because you're outdoors and it's yes. harder to contract uh covid outdoors is what it's been the study that, that have shown so far that and then just the seating you don't you you can block off right. x every x amount of seats and still have a good healthy crowd in there to see the event and be right. you know safer i guess when you're exiting or entering, that's when you'd maybe, you know, well, have a deal. Yeah, that, yeah, that would ta- be. And if you could social this. distance the, the ticket line. I was going to say, I was talking to a guy today, Glenn, that was telling me about a company he started up. And it's going to sell like hotcakes. You guys probably have already heard of the type of, 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 of um, technology they're using. But it's the air. It's not aerosol, but it's like mist. Hmm. And it's like a, a what do you call it booth? Like you see at the airport, you know the oh long, yeah, yeah, yeah there's a long line that's always in that one metal detector that you have to stand in for like thirty like five seconds. Yeah, not the one you just walk through, but the one you have to stand there, put your hands over your head. That one, it's kind of built like that, hmm. and you walk through it though, just walk straight through it, and all this the mist and it gets on you. And what it does is it it kills any virus, including COVID, as you walk through, and you can lease these things out. For like arenas, stadiums, uh, I want. I would love to have one at City Hall, sure. Um, for commission meetings, if need be, they're only like three hundred to fifty bucks, four hundred on the high end, to hmm. to uh, lease out per month. But what does that mean? Like, like, if you have COVID and you get in and you cough, that you know if I mean? you're in the aerosol, if you when you walk through the thing, hmm. it kills everything. Hmm. It's it's what. It's I forget the ingredient they use in it that does it, but it's super impressive and hmm. it'd be great for stadiums. That was my point. Yeah, like it can't linger in the air when you're walking in. Is nope. I think it immediately. I mean, we're I mean, COVID with all the stuff in the news this last week, it's it's, it, it it feels like it's, it's gotten it's gotten forgotten for now. Hmm. Uh, we'll see when things start opening up. Uh, we'll see, but. I think I know Colorado. It. It's gotten way better. Yeah, but I'm telling you, part of it's going to be demand. I think that WWE is probably not going to be the first because they can't afford to do a big event and not have it be at, at whatever capacity it is. They can't afford to have it undersold. I think public attitude. We don't know. So when uh, Universal opens back up, when Disney opens back up, like let's. I think WWE is waiting to see how that does before they. Call their it's, shots, I'm telling you, it, it, I'm telling you right now, it will be back to normal. In my opinion, I've seen it with the restaurants. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, I'll be curious. To I see, hope so. Uh, what my happens. fingers are crossed. I'm not going yet. I'm waiting. We just reopened restaurants last week in in Denver. I'm waiting a couple wow. weeks to see, and uh, I, you know, I might go myself, but I'm not. You know, we'll see. I've been rationing allergy meds uh, for the stuff you need to show your ID for because you can't get those delivered. And I'm just like counting down into where I have to venture out into society in a hazmat suit to get allergy meds. That's probably going to be the next time I leave the house. Yeah, Caden bringing up the Universal Open oh, today. There you go. Uh, Carlton, Denver is doing good now with the COVID stuff. They have been. You know, I mean, we have dropped you know, drastically. Um, um, Smackdown. <laughs> 
Yes. Um, so, oh, uh, Ahmed Yafe, two dollars. Mm-hmm. Raj, have you seen Worlds Collide? I'm assuming he's not talking about the Power Man 5000 video. Yeah, the WCW uh, pay per view. It was like 90, 91, I would say. Um, that was one of the first WCW pay per views I saw, and I, I, I remember I liked it. Um, I was a big fan of the stars back then. I didn't know a lot of the guys, but it was cool moves. Uh, yeah. Matt, did you ever watch that one? Yeah. I forget what the card mm-hmm. was, but it was good. We got another Matt Riddle vignette tonight. Didn't show up, but uh, looks like they're sticking with no shoes and the dude bro stuff. So uh, there they you have it. change it. Uh, I think I see Matt. If he does, if he ever did the Chris Jericho thing, like in a suit and just talking without the stoner voice, I see a superstar there. That extreme though, he doesn't need to go that extreme. He just needs to stop doing kicking the flip the flippers off. That's corny, and how just, he dresses for sure. But I think the, there's limitations with the stoner stuff, and you know what there I mean. There is. I agree, I, I agree, hundred percent. He has to lose that part. But to go into like the Nick Bach again, Nick Bach, Wingo, Chris Jericho, can I be serious stuff? Yeah. I think if he did it though, he'd be. Could he do it? He looked like a star. He's got the hate. He would look he's, it, but his voice, how he talks, well, this yeah, is how he shoot talks. There, right. you guys are all telling me. If he could turn <laughs> his, if he could turn the bass up and you know, like talk normal. I, I mean, I don't know. Hopefully oh, no one gets yeah. offended. Yeah, could be like Raj was going in some directions with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, whatever. Let's talk instead. You know, the stoner community, Raj, is a big part of Wrestling Inc. fans. I, know. I think you know. Yeah, I live in Colorado. You live in Colorado. I, I, I in do indulge myself. Oh, this is a new wrinkle in the twist. Let's talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> uh, Nate Monroe, Buck ninety nine. Do you think they'll actually try to push Riddle? I mean, they are. You don't do these vignettes. Yeah. Well, they did vignettes for the uh, the VOD villains. Uh, they did, uh... but they they will try. They're going to try with that. So then, uh, oh, we had AJ Styles come out and Daniel Bryan having a spirited debate about opportunities versus handouts. I felt like they weren't talking about wrestling. I felt like there was something way deeper going on here uh, as they're building up their match for the Intercontinental Championship. But this led to an opportunity being given to Drew Gulak. We had AJ versus Drew um, with Drew getting the win. I'm calling Raj Math here. That means AJ's oh, yeah. winning. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, means definitely. AJ's winning the title. Yeah. Good match, though. Clint, put that text number up again. <laughs> text blueprint to 22525 Drew Gulak is a good wrestler and all and his PowerPoint stuff was amusing amusing oh. amusing Raj has not been on this Friday night show with us Matt dude we love this we love this I want him to really like to really go all out with it though I wish they would just completely open it up and let him Give us a complete dissertation. <laughs> but um, this but Drew Gulak. Instance, when he did with Braun, for instance, I wish they allowed him to get through his PowerPoint presentation <laughs> on how to beat Brock Lesnar, for example. <laughs> but this uh, this uh, Drew Gulak, do you see him as a, a, a star? No. Yeah. I, I don't either. I, I find him kind of boring. PowerPoint one, 
I thought there was something there. Yeah, he's got to get the character in there. Yeah, yeah. And he, and we've seen it before with the PowerPoint stuff. He has it. You got to bring that yeah. in, not just a technical wrestler. That only gets you so no. far. PowerPoint, though, that is a good gimmick. Matt, you should get him to do a PowerPoint for your campaign. A little video, like, uh, here's why I should like, like Matt I Morgan. Just, I don't know Drew Bullock. He wasn't Surprising. wrestling when I was wrestling. It's a shame. He needs to, he needs to turn on Daniel Bryan and start doing that stuff again. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so, Kudos to Daniel Bryan for trying to help get him over. Though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. So, guys, what says an amazing episode of SmackDown? A great way to spend your Friday night more than a six-man tag match. With no um, stakes. So this is back to the uh, original uh, super chat that we said we'd get to with Shorty G. All the short jokes. It's the same short jokes every week with Shorty G. Um, that they're doing backstage. It's it's just... It's, it's embarrassing just how... Oh, it's like 80s heel. It's like Back to the Future heel, you know, like Biff. What? Why him, though? Like, like he's not the shortest one there. I don't understand it. I think it just became a thing. I think that's how creative started to see him. And that's, I mean, he's short. Otis is fat. They, there are some people, it's a very uh, bully mentality where it's like they just get a label and it that's going to be their thing. I don't think it's bully. I think they think that you know, it's they're giving them a character. They're giving them. Yes, but it's rooted in that. Right. right it's yes. rooted in that sort of attitude. Vince has, Vince has this thing, like I told you, the stuttering character. He thinks everyone should have an Achilles. If you can have an Achilles, that's important. Problem is, he's a baby face. As a heel, okay, but like as a who's defensive over, you know, maybe acting the Napoleon complex ish, if they want to go with the short person angle. I could see that as his Achilles, but he's a baby face. Yeah. He doesn't, and then I, the opposite end of the spectrum argument to that would be well, it's going to give him a lot of, uh, you know, compassion and empathy. Fans are going to feel sorry. We feel sorry because he's getting clowned. That's not good. Right. We should feel sorry because he's getting beat up and people are harming him and, and whatnot. And Matt, to your point, what top character has had an Achilles? You know, like he keeps wanting to do that, but which ones really in the main event scene have had one? Like are, that are. Kane, he used Kane with me about Kane, you know, not being who Glenn Jacobs really is. It's incredibly yeah. intelligent, well spoken man, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a monster. Couldn't talk at the, you know, early on. Couldn't talk. His face was burned. He's afraid to wear a mask. Um, yeah. Undertaker, I guess, being from hell, I guess would be an Achilles to some degree. Um, but no, in general, like who you're talking about, which is Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Cena. You're, you're correct. Hmm. Orton, Cena, Orton. You're you're 100 right. Let me ask you this. I am air uh, making a joke, uh, $2 saying, does WWE ask its talent if it hates short people? Uh, Matt, do you think that because of the mentality with Vince that people around him and in creative will perpetuate those Vince-isms like, and pile on? Yes. Oh, yes. They're vultures like that. Yes. I've, well, j- I've witnessed it. Swear to God, yes. Well, John Laurinaitis is the lead producer of SmackDown. Um Michael Hayes is one of the lead producers. These are guys that were from like the '80s era of wrestling, where size did have a lot to do with it, you know, and not in size and charisma. It was both and character, and um, 
Yeah, I mean, but size but especially, like size writers, can overcome charisma. But the writers, Raj, go ahead and hit on something there. He's right. Because think about it. These are the guys that got made fun of. I can't paint them all that way, but in my head, these are all like the guys that got made fun of and, and, and maybe bullied if you right. to some degree, I'm assuming. And what stinks about it is that they're like packing on. Uh-huh. And like taking all these Vince-isms, like, that's Vince. a great one. He is so short. Right. Meanwhile, like they should know more than anyone how that feels and why you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Treat others like how you want to be treated, especially if you've been treated bad like that before. You would think. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're super. So we're definitely psychoanalyzing this for sure, well, for sure to death. But but there's truth in this. I do think there is. I mean, it was Otis in the middle of the Money in the Bank match where, do I smell food? Do I smell food? And then, like, gets yep. distracted in the match like it's a Warner Brothers cartoon from the 1940s. I mean, like, yep. really silly stuff. That wasn't funny. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that because I thought it was mean. I no. Just in general, I have a good sense of humor. There was nothing funny about that when he did that. Zero. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't add anything. It's 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 just it's lazy. Um, I do, th- do got to say with uh, Shorty G, Chad Gable, getting his haircut, he looks so normal now like just plain like, oh my god yes definitely. he needs to grow his he hair should. back out he totally should he looked good like that and, and and now that he's got his singlet off and he wears you know you could see his muscles now right they're not covered up anymore he's dude he's shredded yeah shredded i think I mean, the, he looks way- like a stockbroker he needs to grow that hair back yes. out they can make jokes, but I don't think they have to be overt with it. I think sly, subtle humor. Like, we get it. We get that he's shorter than other people. We get that Otis is overweight. You know, one of my favorite jokes, uh, uh, I think I think about Better Off Dead a lot. One of my favorite movies with John Cusack. Everyone talks about I want my $2. There's that scene when they're at dinner with the French foreign exchange student and Ricky, the next door neighbor. And the mom is like, oh, they've developed a romance. They're dating. And John Cusack just goes, her and him? Yeah, that makes sense. And that's it. Like, that's all you need to do. Just sort of like a little sly, subtle thing. Everyone gets it. Everyone has their laugh. You don't need to sit there and beat it into the ground, you know? So, you remember Ricky? Yes. Oh, Ricky, yes. Oh, I wish I could buy that. He was so great. (laughs) So, that movie, if, Raj, have you seen Better Off Dead? I was just about to say, I don't even want to get started. I haven't oh seen Oh my it. God, Raj, seriously, this. <laughs> so the paper boy, you know, on, with his bicycle on skis. Or no, is it just by a... Yeah, no, is it skis at the end, the Howard Cosell jokes? Raj, like this, I'm, I hate to say it, like, Goonies was a thing of kids of our generation, but Better Off Dead is like, I think part of the 80s sort of experience of growing up. It is uh, John Cusack, perhaps his finest work. I like he did some good. He had a lot of good ones in the eighties. I would say even um, this was one of the better ones for sure. Uh, one crazy was it? Wild, wild, crazy one crazy summer. summer. Yeah, and that was the same director. It was sort of a spiritual sequel to Better Off Dead. I loved it. Um, really, Bobcat Goldthwait was super over with me. Oh, I, I love Bobcat Goldthwait. Police yeah. Academy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Police Academy is your only reference for Bobcat Goldthwait? Have you seen his stand up or the movies he's made or anything since? Police Academy. All I mean, I've yeah, the yeah. first four, I think. Dude, Whatever Citizens on Patrol HBO. was, all the ones up to that. Yeah, he had a great one on HBO. Stand up. He was yeah. Funny. I'm in the audience of one of those. If you have HBO Max, the Bobcat oh, yeah. special on there. Like I'm in the audience for that and Janine Garofalo. Like they taped a bunch of them the same week, and we went and saw 
all of them. You can see me like with glasses in the audience, not sunglasses, regular glasses uh, in the audience. But uh, very interesting, Raj. No better off. How old were you? Uh, I would have been 19 at the time. Good, good taste, uh, Glenn. Oh, I love stand-up comedy. So <coughs> when I started going to the city as a teenager, that would be to be to see stand-up a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, Bobcat's stand-up is hilarious. Uh, and I think he even named an album this. He's got a joke uh, where he says a woman came up to him in the airport and said, I don't mean to offend you, but has anyone ever told you that you look like Bobcat Goldthwaite? Um, I mean, his stand-up is great. He <laughs> talks about the Police Academy experience and all of that. Bernie DC saying, Say Anything was one of his best. Yes. It was John Cusack. Uh, the three best are um, The Sure oh, Thing, man. Say Anything, and Better Off Dead. Probably High Fidelity is the fourth. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, thank you, Brian Baldwin, saying I don't even watch WWE right now. I just wait for this podcast. You guys oh, are thank awesome. You. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. Yep. Um. Anyhow, so the six-man tag happened. The New Day and Shorty G won. I mean, Mojo took the pin. Yeah, it's almost like he was getting punished for Rob Gronkowski leaving WWE. <laughs> Which we wrestling Inc. broke the story this week that Robert Ronkowski uh, exercised. Uh, he had a out clause in his contract, so he's he's gone. Got the scoop, huh? We we broke it on the podcast. Remember on the on, that's uh, when it was broken. Well, that's when I, I that's when I got it from a very good source, and uh, I was broke that the it on first the podcast. Time anybody heard this? Well, I wrote the article right after after we we're done, but yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool that happened on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the main event tonight was the women's tag team title match, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending against Sasha Banks and Bailey. And we have new tag team champions, Sasha Banks and Bailey have, uh, won. And now, uh, Bailey's got two Good. titles. Good. I like this move actually. Yeah. I like Sasha, uh, you know, years and years and years of WWE dropping the ball on her and she never looks like she's uh given up or li- like never looks like she's just phoning it in she still looks like she's giving it her all and uh, she looked like it tonight and it was great you know I-, I i see sasha as just an untapped superstar there right now yeah this has got to be leading to the breakup right when they lose the titles they turn on <laughs> one another and then we have sasha versus bailey maybe at SummerSlam. You would think so, but we've been saying this for two, like three years. Remember mm. the counseling sessions and all that stuff that they did? But uh, yes, this should be a, a step in that story direction. It's like when Diesel and Shawn Michaels won the tag titles. That was a a step for them to eventually break up. It's a really good match, though. This was really good, really good result. I think it was great overall. Alexa needs to turn on Nikki. I know they're friends in real life, but... Alexa is uh, floundering right now. Yeah. Uh, so the show did get better as it went on. Yeah. I hated the show in the first hour. And then by, by the last hour, by the end, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Mostly the Miz and Morrison stuff and, and Braun Strowman looking like a goof. Yeah. What else do we got, Raj? So we got a lot of news. Uh, Tony Khan has... Reveal that he's had Hulk Hogan banned uh, from AEW events. Um, we talked Linda about Hogan sent out a very ignorant tweet, but it, it actually went way before that. Uh, so yeah, Tony Khan, he's saying they since the beginning he's wanted nothing to do with Hogan, doesn't want to work with him. Um, 
that so, yeah, uh, that's, Hogan, I'm sure, wants nothing to do with them, I'm sure. Well, Hogan pretty much, I mean, he's with WWE. He's, you know, right? he's got the relationship. Really quick, with... what, what did Hulk Hogan tweet that I'm missing here? Well, it was Linda Hogan. So Linda Hogan tweeted, uh, she tweeted, watching the looting, it's all Afro-Americans. Uh, if, you, if you've been watching the news, so many of the protesters and rioters are white. It's all races. Um, but she, she wrote, watching looting, it's all Afro-Americans. Not sure how robbing and stealing set the record straight, but if they want to be heard, they need to be civilized. Uh, Tony Khan responded to her and said, you've now joined your husband in being banned from all AEW shows. Congratulations. And in an interview, what he said was, uh, what he said on tape, and he's referring to Hogan's uh, past racist oh, remarks. Gawker. Yeah, the Gawker stuff. Yeah. Uh, what he said on tape long before George Floyd, I've told people I can't work with Hulk Hogan. How can I look my black friends, football players, employees in the face or myself in the mirror after the things Hulk said and has never given an adequate apology for? He can't blame what he said on tape on the dangers of social media. So, um, yeah, he said he'll never work with Hogan. Yeah. Hey, good on him for sticking to something he believes in. I, you got to say that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So many, everybody else generally becomes malleable and melts or wilts, whatever the word is, because he's the Babe Ruth of pro wrestling. And, and I don't know, without getting into it too much, I just think that's pretty stand up for somebody. If you believe in what you believe in and you stick by it. Yeah. Um, what else do we have, Rush? Um, also, uh, MVP. His status oh. in WWE. So now he's actually just a talent. He was one of the producers that was furloughed. Uh, furloughed. Furloughed. Uh, oh, so, God, really? Yeah. So for now, he's just a <clears throat> on-screen talent. And then, you know, once they start running again and using producers again, uh, that'll change. But, yeah, that is, uh, that's his role. Uh, real quick with the NXT versus AEW ratings, it was uh, kind of an interesting uh, ratings week because Raw did their second lowest number ever. Wow. Uh, but it's just every week it's just a little bit down, but just you know topping the previous week's second lowest rating. Um, and then SmackDown was actually a little up. AEW was down a lot; they were down twelve percent. Um, really, and then NXT was only down two percent. So. NXT and Dynamite were like very close. It was seven thirty versus seven fifteen. Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, uh, AEW won seven thirty right. to seven fifteen, and they won eighteen to forty nine. Uh, the main event of NXT, the Drake Maverick match, actually beat the Cody Rhodes match on on. Oh, Dynamite. I believe it. I believe yeah. that. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on the Drake Maverick storyline? Because there has been a lot of mixed emotions on that. Is it? That they're saying, oh, what about all the other wrestlers that got released? Is that what the <laughs> beef is? No, it's it's more like, are you doing a storyline with Drake when all these people are do- losing their jobs, you know, legit during a pandemic and are, and can't find anything else, or uh, you can't then do the storyline and not bring him on? Otherwise, you seem like just dickheads, right? Because so they if brought you, him on. Yeah, they did. But then it just makes it look like they just did the storyline with him when all these guys are legit losing their jobs with families, uh, going through hard times. Because uh, yeah. they weren't making... 
you know, people think with wrestlers make a ton of money and it's it's good money, but no. it's well, versus when, when I was there, yes, they do. They do make hang on. They do make good money. It was interesting. Leo Rush had that tweet saying it's sort of they start bringing back and offering contracts to everyone else now and giving them storylines. Um, I mean, and we've heard reports, I think Justin was saying, Raj, that some talent that was released have been offered lower deals to return to yeah. the company already. That's true. Well, I mean, that's, you know, nobody, listen, no business was immune when COVID hit and needing to make releases. I've been released. I know what it feels like. It sucks. You know what I mean? But by the same token, if one of the guys or girls that was like the heartbeat of every locker room that they're in, every bus ride they're on, every airplane ride that they're on, that lifts everybody else's spirits, that genuinely loves everybody. Everybody loves that person. Again, I say Shofunaki. I wouldn't yeah. be pissed if WWE said, you know what? We're going to bring Shofunaki back if we're just bringing one person back. Sorry, Matt. I'd be like, hey, cool. Funaki's a great man. I'm happy for him. Yeah. Um... So uh, anyway, also uh, Phil Phil bringing up uh, the if we're worried about the direction wrestling is headed with the low ratings and extremely low YouTube views the past few months. Uh, we'll see. I, I think we're going to get back to arenas and stuff, and uh, and we'll see. Jinder uh, Mahal. Put my text up there. What? Jinder <laughs> Mahal uh, had another knee knee operation. <laughs> Who uh, did? Is... Wait, what? Jinder what? Jinder Mahal. Hold on, let me. Uh, here we go, baby Maharaja. Uh, did you hear? Jinder had another knee surgery, so he's off television again. So yeah, he ah! had the he had the ruptured uh, the ruptured tendon, patella tendon, uh, last year in June. Oh. He had the surgery for that, and then he came back in April, worked a handful of matches. He had the one on Raw. They were clearly building up him up for a main event push. They had him name dropping Drew, so they were clearly heading in that direction. That's it's not sick. clear what happened, but he had Wait. surgery. Same knee, same leg. Hang and, on. Uh, hey, I'm getting some. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. I have some breaking news here. Hang on. I have some breaking news here, folks. Hang on. It's coming in my butt. It's in my butt. It's in my ear right now. It says to text blueprint to 22525. In case you didn't hear it earlier. Glenn tried to get out of it by hanging up on us. <laughs> In the middle of an injury report. <laughs> Sorry, my, my browser crashed. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Matt. <laughs> I'm giving Matt some shit. But Jinder Mahal, yeah, he's out. Uh, it's not known how serious it is, but it sucks. Uh, is this why they stopped him and Drew? Yeah, yeah. That's why he's been off TV. It's because of the, the injury. Dude, guys, this could have been the one. I'm not just saying that as a Fairweather fan, you know. Um this could have been huge for both talents. When you're in the ring with somebody that you're friends with and, and you've got good chemistry with, it can be an opportunity for like a lights out type of match that people might not have given it credit for. You know what I mean? Going into it. Oh, this stinks. Yeah. <laughs> Disco Scotty saying text blueprint to 22525. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last thing I got here, uh, we, uh, 
Uh, NXT call-up. So uh, apparently Velveteen Dream and Io Shirai are on the list to get called up. And Adam Cole, his contract, the Wrestling Inc. has learned that his contract is up in August. And uh, he has not re-signed yet. And if he, chances are if he does, they'll have to move him to the main roster because the money uh, it would take to keep him, it doesn't make sense to keep him in NXT. Ooh. And uh, AEW clearly is going to be interested but Ada, but Adam Cole, his contract is coming up, uh, is what we've heard. And uh, he was asked about it in a media interview tonight with CBS Sports. Kind of dodged it and just said his focus is on the NXT title. But Yeah. That would be a good get for AEW. But on the main roster... His size, you know, Road Dog made a comparison that if he had uh, Karrion Cross's size, he would be Universal Champion right now, and I agree. Yeah, he's amazing, amazing worker, good charisma, good promos. I, I, I like it, but uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, so we want to talk about takeover in your house predictions. We're going to be back here Sunday to talk about this right after it ends. Uh, who's going to be on the panel Sunday, Raj? Uh, it's going to be the three of us and then, and then Justin will be on the backlash panel. Got it. Uh, Uh, so yeah, let's run it through it real quick. Quickly. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. I mean, Cross is winning that, right? Cross. Yes. Charlotte Flair in a triple threat against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai for the NXT women's title. I think Charlotte pins Io Shirai. Io Shirai is gone and it leads to a, a, a one-on-one with Charlotte and Rhea. And Rhea gets it back eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see Rio getting it back this week. At the SummerSlam takeover. I oh, think that's where yeah. it's going to happen. That would be good. Uh, Finn Balor versus Damian Priest, Matt? Priest. Priest. Wow. Okay. Finn Balor's uh, stock is... He, he yeah. needs to get back on the main roster. Uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Keith Lee. Lee. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, six woman tag match Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. The second two of the two. The two. Candice LeRae gets a win. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, for the, the last chance backlot brawl for the NXT championship, Adam Cole defending against Velveteen Dream. Because he's up, Raj just got done telling us he's up for his contract. But Velveteen Dream is supposed to be going to the main roster soon, too. Even more reason why Cole wins. I think Cole. I think Cole, and then they'll have him drop it if he doesn't resign. You know. He will resign. I think he will. He's working with his idol every day. Like, he's, trust me, he's getting paid great money. It's going to be even better money. I'm, I'm just speaking from what I would do. I wouldn't leave NXT. I'm being serious. If I was having that much fun and I got to work with Undertaker every day, like, no, I'd be good. Keep me right here. Yeah. I'm sure he wants to go to the main roster, and I'm sure this would speed that up. Because three years and to be in NXT, no offense, you know, me and Justin, we can argue about it all day, but NXT is not the main roster. It's it's not Raw and SmackDown, I agree, but it's it's on USA. Am I wrong? But it gets a fraction of the, the viewers that the other shows get. You know, it's not treated. Their pay-per-views aren't treated like 
you know, Backlash or well, yeah. WrestleMania or SummerSlam. But when you see when fans react to them live at the airports and in person, they usually go more Google Gaga over the NXT stars, the main stars like Keith Lee, Velveteen Dream. Um, what's his? Um, just said it. Come on, Adam Cole. Than they do for then an Undertaker or a, no, <laughs> or Roman Seth. Reigns or Seth. Yeah, uh, they go way more crazy for Seth than uh, no. Keith Lee. Matt, I, I just it's the, it's the cooler <laughs> show. It's the cooler show. It it's it's been dropping in the ratings ever since it started. You can't. Real, how's Raw doing? How's SmackDown doing? SmackDown. No. I mean, it does three times what NXT does. But no, you said there. You specifically said NXT's dropping. You gotta say right. so. Is SmackDown. So is Raw. Okay, but before COVID, SmackDown wasn't dropping. They were they were leveled off at two point five. NXT was dropping, you know, before the COVID, before the empty arena. The empty arena stuff has caused everything to drop. But yes. uh but uh SmackDown wasn't uh SmackDown had been steady before that. Raw yep. not raw not so much because that third hour kills it. But anyway. I wouldn't want to be on Raw where you're gonna be in some cartoony corny skit. If the money were the same that's what I mean, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. Adam Cole could have an opportunity to get paid big time money and say, hey, we would like to keep you here. It's up to you. What do you think? Isn't and that happening s- with Finn? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's not, not getting paid as much as he was on the main roster in, in the in the sense that he, you know, he was. House shows. Right. Well, until the COVID, but before COVID, he wasn't getting paid as much. But he. He was willing to do that sacrifice because because he doesn't do house shows with NXT, right? Well, no, he did house shows with NXT. It's just they don't make what the WWE main right. roster house shows did. Yeah, or the big pay per views every month that he missed out on not being on SmackDown or Raw. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think Sunday is going to be telling, right? Depending on who wins that match, we're going to know. What moves are uh, being made? Is there anything else to cover, Raj, before we uh, wrap this up here tonight? We covered a lot. No, that's it. Cool, guys. Well, he is at BP Matt Morgan. And if you would be so kind and want to donate to his campaign, text Blueprint to 22525. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you all. Uh, he's at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll catch you back here Sunday night to talk about NXT TakeOver in your house. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.